Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. This week we're talking about our must-do rides and attractions at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando, so stay tuned to find out if we're loving Escape to Gringotts or Rip Ride Rocket. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. Now, I must say that I really do like going to Universal. It's different to, to Disney, and a lot of people do say, should I go to Universal if I'm going to Disney? And for me, I'd always say yes. The rides are kind of skewed more towards sort of older kids. So if you've got really small kids, maybe not as much to do um, in these parks as it is to do in Disney. But if you like thrill rides like me, and of course, Amanda, who loves thrill rides, uh, <laughs> she loves roller coasters, then this is a fantastic park. Uh, so I'm quite interested to see what you're going to put down, Amanda. Yeah, but there are things for little kids as well, aren't there? There's like the Woody Woodpeck area. There's lots of like shows that young kids would like. So yeah, there's a real mix of things. I, mean, I always think I'm perhaps more of a Disney than a Universal person, although I, I do really love going to Universal. But when I started thinking about, yeah, what are my top five must-do attractions it was harder than I thought I was like oh yeah there's that there's that oh and you know that should go on the list so trying to get it down to the five was a lot harder than I thought it would be I used to have an annual pass for Universal Orlando so I've been there quite a lot of times and it is different to Disney and yeah I really can't wait to see what's on your list so should we should we oh, crack yeah, on same here so so let's crack on so just say yeah we've challenged each other to come up with our top five must-do attractions and these are our must-dos so they're our personal opinion of what we like to do rather than what necessarily are the best rides or what we'd recommend that you go and do if we're giving you advice we'd have a chat with you and find out about your family and the kinds of things you do so you could have a very different list and we haven't yeah. compared notes in advance so we might have some of the same things i don't not sure that we will <laughs> you know, <somewhere laughs> we'll see. and as well as choosing our top five we've made a little note of what we think the other person has said to so let's see if we uh, get it right yeah okay right do you want to go ahead and go first i will go first then and the, the ride that i've chosen is right as you go into universal studios just on the left there it's despicable me minion mayhem I think I've only been on this once or twice. No. It always has quite a long queue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, it's quite a slow loading attraction, and there's only uh, one room for it to be held in. So it's not like sort of Star Tours where there's six of them. There's only one. So it is kind of a bit kind of slower. I really like the queue, though. It's really well done. It's a great queue area. I mean, the outside bit, not so much fun. And this is one because it's right as you go in, it's very visible, particularly the first half of the day. It does have very, very long lines. This is where you're going to appreciate having your express pass if you're staying in one of the <laughs> deluxe hotels at Universal or even any of the on-site Universal hotels. Um, this is normally one of the rides that's open um, when they open the parks um, early for all hotel guests. So if you're taking our advice and you're staying in, in a Universal hotel, then hopefully you won't have too long a wait for it. But as you say, the, do the outside queue area and um, then you're inside to the first bit of the pre-show and you're into Gru's um, house. So much to look at. I mean, you can be waiting in here a little while, so it's a good job that there's plenty to look at. But see all the amazing furniture from his house. There's lots of yeah pictures on the wall as his family tree. So really, really interesting room to have a look around. Yeah, very, very interesting. Lots of little Easter eggs from the film. And it is kind of worth sort of taking your time and having a little look. The video, the pre-show video is also very funny as well, isn't it? It is. So the story of the, the ride, if you like, is you're going in, you're 
you're turned into a minion and they're going to do some tests on you. But like all the best rides, something goes wrong. Then on your rescue mission, you go into the the next room, which is the actual the ride portion of the overall ride. So after that pre-show area, you go into the main ride. And this is a simulator. So your um, seat is going to move and you're going to have the screen in front of you. Now, this is a bit of a problem I have with Universal because a lot of the rides are like this. And I'm not great with these simulators, but this one I find absolutely fine. It's very realistic. You do feel like you're racing along, you're sort of going up and down and feels very roller coaster like even though you're just still sat on your bench. And there is some stationary seating. So if you are very prone to motion sickness and you don't like that, or if children are under the height requirement for the ride, then you can choose that stationary seating. So you can enjoy it all, but you're just not going to be moving around so much. Yeah, that is really good of Universal, isn't it, to be able to provide uh, a stationary option for people who do have motion sickness or kids that are too short. Because imagine you're a little kid and you really like the Minions, but you're just slightly too short to be able to go on it. You're still going to be able to go on the ride. You're just not going to move around. Or, you know, if it was me, I would just move the child from side to side, make it feel like (laughs) you (laughs) push them from side to side, like you're moving around uh, Mm. the ride. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a short ride. And like we said, it does get these really long lines. So, unless you've got your express passes or your early entry, then I would try and yeah go there as soon as it opens or maybe later on at, at night because, yeah, sometimes it can have like an hour, even two-hour lines. And, yeah, it's a great ride, but it's – but I don't think anything really is worth that longer wait. <laughs> no. And then um, when you finish – now, they do sort of change the characters because you go through out, out to the back and then you can yep. sometimes meet the characters. You do. So nearly every time I've been, you go out and there's a bit of a – disco area going on and you can have a little dance with the minions you can have your photo taken with them so that's a really good opportunity to meet the minions and then of course after that you are into the gift shop what ride doesn't end in a gift shop (laughs) and my very favorite thing here is there's the unicorn agnes's unicorn is here and available to buy you don't have to participate in any very complicated fairground game to to win the unicorn (laughs) Uh, you can actually just go and purchase it and of course it is so fluffy oh yeah they they are extremely extremely fluffy i'm sure the people who work in there the team members never hear that ever <laughs> yeah no, there's got i think there's t-shirts with it so fluffy on yeah you've got the whole thing going on there lots of nice merchandise in that shop actually it is a nice store and it doesn't get too busy as well i don't think people that many people go into it unless they've been on the ride so i think it kind of it doesn't get crowded where some of the other shops might get a little bit crowded and it's quite big as well for a gift shop at the end of an attraction yeah so it spills everybody out but i think because you've got that kind of the little disco area with with the photo opportunity with the minions it's not like everybody is flooding into the shop at the same time so yeah it's it's not too crowded but i think that should be on everybody's must-do list it's on my must-do list and yeah you have to make sure it's on yours next time you're there as well so i presume that wasn't on your list then no it wasn't on my list but i'm going to stick near the front of the park in fact actually this one actually goes slightly outside of what used to be the boundary of the park so can you guess which one it is could it be rip ride rocket by any chance it is hollywood rip ride (laughs) rocket yes yeah i remember going on this when it first opened and it was really really cool because you go up vertically so mm-hmm. it's not like the normal lift hill where you're going to go up at an angle you're going up at 180 degrees and then you go over the top and you did you, you go in slightly and then go down and it's quite a fast ride the main part of this ride is that you uh, can choose the music that you're going to rock out on 
uh, on there as well. So there's lots of sort of different choices of music. So you've got everything from sort of like hip hop and R&B and dance to older stuff, country and Western as well. So you probably pretty much most tastes uh, are covered for. I don't think there's any classical music. So if you're <laughs> a fan of Beethoven, then I'm afraid you're not going to get anything on there. But pretty much all other tastes are going to be covered. I remember going on it for the first time and you actually, the seat in the carriages, they're in blocks of four, two seats and then two seats. And the seats in the front are slightly lower down. The seats at the back of that particular part of the carriage are slightly higher up. So everyone kind of still gets a view. So they call it stadium seating. So you still get a really kind of good view of going around and, and flying over by the New York sort of section. It's quite cleverly put in because it wasn't that much space left to do it. So they've kind of had to build it so it goes over what they've already got there. So uh, as a footprint, it's actually kind of quite small. It looks like you're doing a loop, but you're not. You kind of do twist back up at the top and it looks a bit like a musical note. It's a lap bar restraint and it can be a bit snug. It's the one where I kind of, you don't feel like you're going to fall out or anything like that, but it can sort of like hold you in a little bit too much compared to some of the other ones. One thing to note is as you're getting onto the roller coaster, the train carries on. It keeps on going. If you've been on Crush's Coaster in Paris, it's similar to that. The train doesn't stop, load, and then go. It's continuously moving. So if someone's coming in and they don't have great mobility, then they'd need to stop it. But majority of the time, you're required to sort of get on it as it's kind of still moving. So just something to kind of be aware of for those who are kind of looking at going, is it not going to stop and everything? So, um, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Like all the roller coasters at Universal, you have to take absolutely everything out of your pockets and put them into the lockers. Okay, so as you go in, you go and find the locker, you put them on there, you will get free uh, time that's around the same sort of time as the length of the queue. So don't use it as a, I did this once and we, we were like, oh, well, we just, we've had our time or actually we we're back a bit kind of quicker. Let's go on it again because it wasn't much of a queue. And then we came back and we'd gone over the times so we had to pay for the extra time that we had. So make sure if you do that, unlock it and lock it back up again, just kind of go around. They're really sort of safe and secure. You can fit everything in. You need usually your park ticket to open up the get the, the thing again. So you will need to kind of keep that somewhere on you as well. So really great ride. It does video you from there as well. So it's a bit different to just having an on-ride photo. You can actually watch yourself screaming as you're hurtling around. As you might imagine, this isn't on my list. <laughs> it, I think this it looks the most horrific ride the fact it goes up such that steep angle going up vertically just looks horrendous it's really high you can't can't avoid seeing it in the park because you say because there wasn't that much room it's all outdoors so you can definitely see it so if you've got roller coaster fans then you know they're definitely gonna want to go on it aren't they but i it looks quite extreme to me i haven't ever been on it <laughs> I never really want to go on it. <laughs> it's just not my thing. You see, you don't even have to sit and hold the bags because there's lockers. You can go and do something else. You can go and do uh, go around, wander around the shop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's plenty so of things that I like to do that are, that are not going on that. But one of the things I do know, though, from uh, my family going on it is, as well as the tracks that you can see to pick there, there's a little secret menu of tracks, aren't there? Yes, there is. So there's a secret menu that you could that you can access and you can tap in and then you can kind of find the uh, the songs that are not readily available to, to everyone else so I think I used to listen to uh, when it was my mum because you can have different music for the different people in the in the car you don't all have to listen to the same thing so I think when we took my mum on it she put on I Will Survive and I think I can't remember what I think I listened to 
Kanye West, I think, was one of the ones that I listened to. But there's yeah, so I have many no idea ones. what they chose. Something very loud and rocky, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah that's, that's the idea to rock out on that one. Well, that's not on your list. So what's next on your list? Okay, so I'm thinking we may have this one, both of us, is Men in Black. Oh, we do both yeah. have this. Yeah, Men in Black, Alien Attack. So you might be quite surprised it's on my list. It's another motion simulation ride, but it also does move. And the story here is you're going into sort of an exhibition um, and, oh, yeah, there's this training simulation that you can go and kill aliens. But before you know it, there's a real invasion and you've got to use your zapper in the vehicles to kill all the aliens. So it's a bit like... Buzz Lightyear on acid, isn't it? I mean, this is yeah, not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. You're spinning a lot and there's an awful lot going on. Really great fun. I, I do like this ride. If you've been on Buzz Lightyear and you like Buzz Lightyear, then this is the supersized version of that. I mean, I really like the way it starts. Is It's a bit tongue-in-cheek with you go into a World's Fair. It's obviously a bit of a, a dig at uh, Disney when they went to the World's Fair. And then you go through into the or the pre-show kind of stops and then it, it says, oh, you get uh, Agent Zed comes on. And he's all sorry about all this phony baloney theme park nonsense and try out to see if you've got it where it takes to be an MIB agent. Then you go through into a lift. Now, one of the things that I really love is the team members that work on this attraction really kind of get into it. I had one where they let you into the lift and then she said, I'm going to race down the stairs to come and meet you. So you go into the lift and then you go down and then. As the doors open, she stands in there and she's just kind of all panting out of breath and go, oh, oh, that was a lot, you know, the long stairs, you know, it's not actually a real lift. You're not actually going anywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's just oh, panting and then it's kind of letting everyone through. And then, uh, you know, there's been times where said something or someone said something to her and she's neuralized them and everything like that. And they really get into the whole MIB kind of universe as well. So it's a really kind of great ride. The queuing's really good as well because you go over, the bit where you see in the film where you look down uh, and it's like the control station where they're sort of monitoring all the aliens on earth and you get stuff coming up on there and then you go and see the different kind of guns as well and then obviously you get onto the ride and it's such a great ride yes it does spin a little bit it's not it's not spinning all the time but yeah you can you can spin. it's quite spinny a bit more spinny than Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's actually the same ride vehicle as the Cat and the Hat over in uh, Islands of Adventure. It's exactly the same, but just sort of like redesigned. And then you're going along, and as you said, you're meant to be on this training mission, and then suddenly a real alien attack happens in New York, and you were sent out. So you switch from training mode and you're on to real life mode you got to zap all the different ones there's a few hidden easter eggs steven spielberg was the one of the executive producers on the ride and he is there sitting on a park bench and he's actually an alien who's using a steven spielberg mask to uh, hide themselves so next time you go on it look at park bench and he's wearing like a trench coat well done there's so many hidden little bits and bobs that are in there you can see the little dog as well he's in there as well yes he, uh, yeah yeah with buzz light yeah this there's targets everywhere okay with this one they didn't want to have actual targets because you're going to go out into the real world so you know the idea is you get more points for shooting and aiming at the head than you do for sort of like getting the body. So you aim for the head. That's where you're going to get all your points from. So, and there's unlimited ammo, just keep firing basically. You are, there always one bit where you were against the other, the, the team on the other side and you've got to shoot the little flashing bit at the top. And then yes, you do spin round. And then of course the big climax at the end, you see this huge 
alien, don't you? And obviously you've got to try and shoot him. But what do you have to do, Amanda, to get those extra points? Got to push your big red button. Press the red button. But you're told at the beginning, do not press the big red yeah. button. There's only one thing to do, and that's press the big red button. And that's where, yeah, you do spin and there's smoke around you and you get really disorientated. And I'm sure that's probably the bit you don't like. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, normally I don't like spinning rides, but I do like Men in Black. And I think it's just fun. I mean, there is a height requirement, so it's not for very little children. But although it is, it, it's shooting things, it's dark, it's loud. I don't think any kids would be particularly scared by it. It is just uh, a fun ride. Whether you've seen the movie or not, I think you kind of get the gist of it. I think most people, even if they haven't seen the films, they understand kind of the idea of Men in Black. Yeah, you're going in and you kind of get the idea of this all aliens and things like that. But yeah, really good. If I was a team member working in the store afterwards, I think I wouldn't be able to listen to anything apart from the Men in Black theme tune because you're just constantly <laughs> on. Again, there's lockers, free lockers for this one because you do spin, so shouldn't really take any bags on or anything kind of loose in your pockets as well because it could potentially spin out. So really kind of cool bit at the end is uh, Will Smith is then going to come up and then going to grade you. They've got the three different kind of levels. So uh, Amanda, will you bug bait? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I think I was, yeah, not super good. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. That's okay. I mean, I do find it harder to score points on this one than Buzz Lightyear because you don't have an actual target. You kind of just trying to find it. My sister seems to be able to find the, the most points and you do get a lot of points for hitting that button first as well. So you've got to make sure your fingers on it and you're just poised and ready to when it lights up, just press that button and get them. Yeah. Um, I think as they would one. say, I zigged when I should have zagged. Yeah. He's, he's zagged. <laughs> Very true. And then unfortunately, if you are kind of not good enough, then you are going to get neuralized and you're not going to be able to remember it. And do you know about the secret immigration tour that you can do on men in black? Yes, yes, I've heard about this. I've never mm. done it. but I've um, never done it either. It's one of those things I kind of know about and then I never think about it when I'm there. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you do see people because, as you said, when you're in the queue area and you're up above and you're looking down on the aliens in the kind of the control centre and the you know immigration area, and you do sometimes see people down there and that's what they're doing. They're having a, um, that little tour and it's, it's completely free and you just have to ask uh, the ride attendants there if you can do it and if they have got sufficient staff they will let you not operating it at the moment due to covid but i'm sure it will be back but it is one of those things that's not very widely known and i'm sure it'd be a really cool thing to go and do you can take some photos you can even sign in on the book great kind of world building that they've done because you really do feel like you're in part of the whole MIB kind of universe when you're in there. So by doing that as well, I think that's something I need to do next time I go over is go and do this immigration tour. Yeah. I think you get so helped, don't you, on just getting the rides and ticking the rides off. Maybe don't do the, these little extras. And I think people really go for, you know, Disney's so big on the theming and the backstory and all the rest of it. But there's a lot of the universal attractions that go into the detail as well. And, and say you've got secret things with secret tracks on Rip Ride Rocket, these secret tours on, on Men in Black. So there is a lot more there if you want to do your research and find out all these little secret things to do. What's your third choice then? We both had the same second choice. Right, well, I've cheated a little bit here. <laughs> because I can guess is, what you're going to say. This is kind of an attraction, but it's kind of like bigger than one thing. So it's Diagon Alley. 
Yeah. So, yeah. which is um, see part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which spans the both of the parks. So it's the Diagon Alley part of it that is in Universal Studios. Um, this was the second part of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So there is a ride in here, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to talk about all the other things because I just I anywhere I love people watching and just looking around but I think here there is so much to see so much detail all the the, the shops it, it really does feel like you're in Diagon Alley in that Harry Potter world outside of it you've got the bus go into sort of the secret entrance to to get in and then yeah you're in Diagon Alley there's say all the the, the shops and things there I really like going into Nocturne Alley, which is super spooky. And just the music they have and just all the kind of the posters that are on the wall. Going into the shops, I mean, some of them are proper gift shops where you can buy things. Some are more, you know, you're just having a, a look around. And then they have two stage shows as well that you can see. There's the Tales of Beetle the Bard, which is the, the famous story. They do it with them puppets, the, the three brothers from the Deathly Hallows. Then they and they also have a musical show. I think is really fun too. So if I, I think it, again, they're the sort of side things that you perhaps would miss if you're just doing ride, ride, ride. But really, it's I think you should spend a, a good amount of time in Diagon Alley if you can. First time I went to Diagon Alley, I'd only seen the first two Harry Potter films when I went, and I knew I was coming back a couple of months later. So I then binged all the different films and went through them and. There's so much detail that in there. You honestly do believe that you are within that world. And you said like Nocturne Alley, it's a bit spooky down there, isn't it? And maybe little, little kids might not want to walk down there. Have you seen the people with the wands? Yes. So that was, as I say, the interactive wands and the spell casting locations. So you can go and buy your interactive wand from Ollivanders, and then you can go around the Diagon Alley area and there are places where you can interact and yeah, cast your spells. And you see so many people going around doing that. I haven't actually done it, but it, it looks really, really good fun. Things you can kind of make like the signs move, you can make water come down certain places, everything. It's such a clever thing. I think Harry Potter is just ripe to build a world around it. I don't think there's probably any other movie that I can think of that's got an, as much kind of richness that you can build a world around it that much because you've got all the food that's in there as well it's not just the fact that these got yeah. these places but you've got the food so you can go and get butter beer when i go to universal i generally eat in the two harry potter lands probably more than anywhere else in the quick service things it's quite good food actually for a thing but and i think the fact that it's not just burger and fries or pizza and you can't just get there's no um sort of outside brand names there's no coca-cola products in there i really love the pumpkin juice that's the thing that i always go for and of course you can have butter beer as well so have you had the butter beer in there i have i i like the frozen butter beer oh Especially yeah I on like a very that. hot yes. uh, yeah. um, orlando day the uh, frozen butter beer is very good yeah, I think that's one of the first things you have to have. Maybe not before going on the ride, but you definitely have to have a butterbeer. I had butterbeer ice cream last time I went. That was really nice as well. I had that as one of my snack credits on my quick service dining plan that I had. So uh, that was really nice. But it, it's just the whole world building. You feel that you're there within this entire world. There's a bit of a covered area as well, isn't there? But it's kind of quite high up. So when it does, you know, when it's three o'clock in Orlando, it 
generally will rain so there is a nice covered area so you're meant to be in london you know it's not going to always be the uh, so when it does rain it's slightly more authentic but you don't need to have that sunshine coming down on you because you are meant to be in Icon alley where it's not particularly sunny generally so it it does kind of add to that kind of thing and it is a contrast when you've gone from the blazing sunshine outside to going through into this new world and oh yeah it, it does feel darker in, in here it does feel a bit damper it does feel like you're in london but just outside as well you've got the the night bus that's really cool you've got the the phone box as well apparently you can type in some numbers and people will talk back to you on the phone box on the houses to the side as you go down have you seen if you start if you hang around long enough there's an elf that pops yes, out you of can a window see a house elf, yes popping yeah. out in the house yeah 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 so, and then you've got the entrance to King's Cross Station where you can go yeah. and get the Hogwarts Express um, across to the other park. One of my very favourite things, we've been to Universal a lot with my kids and we went to King's Cross in London and my daughter this looks really like Universal, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I think it's the other way around, really. <laughs> yeah, so it is very authentic. It is very authentic. I mean, you can even have a, a meal deal, kind of like a sandwich and a packet of crisps to take on the train with you as well. You can go and get those halfway around. And I think they have, it's Golden Wonder Crisps, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen those. But Have you not the, seen them? Yeah. No, but the train, I mean, we'll perhaps talk about that uh, again. But I that really took me back to trains when I was younger you know just the the fabric on the seats the little carriages is so well done it didn't actually take that long from the announcing it to opening it I mean you think about Disney sometimes they announce things and then like you know seven years later you're still waiting for it whereas this actually didn't take that long from them deciding they were going to do it to, to open the only bad thing about it of course is we lost what one of what was one of my favorite rides then Jaws because it's yes. built over that location yeah. there when I went to Universal Japan, they still got the Jaws ride. Yeah. So I think I went on that about eight times because obviously you can't do it in Orlando anymore. So I was, oh, it's Jawsy. I love Jaws. And even though it was all in Japanese, I could obviously kind of guess what was going on. Oh, this is yeah. I'd, I'd probably <laughs> rather have the Harry Potter stuff, if I'm honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah no, it uh, definitely makes some time to go and have a look around Diagon Alley. Not just the ride, go and do all the other stuff as well. Well, I might as well do my next choice, which is the ride, which is Escape for Gringotts. That's like we've we've rehearsed it. (laughs) I'd only seen the bits of the film before I went on the ride. So I didn't kind of quite understand. I was going through going, okay, why are these elfy kind of things running a bank why are we going in a lift what's that i thought that's not ron weasley but it looks a bit like him why is i assume it's a brother why is he why is he in a bank what's all this got to do with anything and that's didn't quite understand what was going on why is uh helen the bottle carter what's she got to do with any of this um i and can't that, believe you hadn't seen all the i know I, it was one of those things that i'd seen the first two and then I was living in France when I think a couple of them came out and I just never got around to kind of seeing them and never got around to seeing them when I got back. It's really, I've, I've seen them. And have now. you not read the books? No, I've never read the books. So <laughs> now I've seen all the films and I've seen quite a few times and I've got friends who were actually in the film. They were extras and, and things like that, and actors. In the film. I know more, a lot more about it now. So when I went back the next time to go on it, I could understand it and appreciate Oh, he's a Weasley. Okay. That's what Warwick Davis is. Okay. It's a story roller coaster. So it is a roller coaster, but it's not kind of like a fast roller coaster. It's not the Hulk. It's not Rip Ride Rocket. It's a story roller coaster. So the carts were actually moved in these mining carts. They will actually go from side to side to show you. 
the different kind of parts where you're actually going to, uh, where they want you to actually look at. So you're not just looking forward all the time with Universal. It's screens everywhere. But there's a lot of kind of physical effects that are in there as well. You've been on this. I haven't. I don't know how I can admit that because I absolutely love Harry Potter. It's it's not as scary as uh, uh, there's hardly any, you don't go that fast. It's not particularly kind of scary. It's more about putting you in, in the kind of the world. Think of a souped up version of, you know, a dark ride. That's more what it's like as opposed to a roller coaster. There's not really any roller coastery kind of bits in it. It just uses the roller coaster track to get you around. Yeah. My family, they've all been on it. And I can't really remember why I didn't go, but uh, I do remember they they went on it. They got, it broke down just before they were about to go. And so I was expecting them to be off in like 20 minutes or something. And then like two and a half hours later, they still hadn't reappeared. And apparently they got stuck in the bank teller part of it, which they thought, you know, is incredible to look at for the first kind of 20 minutes. But two hours on not so much you know so but they've been on it since and they did really enjoy it and of course if outside of the ride is very impressive as well isn't it because you've got the bank but then on top of the bank you've got the dragon who breathes fire every few yeah. minutes yeah every few minutes you've got that and then i think you see a lot of people hanging around trying to get that perfect photo or video of the yeah fire i've done coming that out yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all done that, Amanda. I think, I think Universal's very good at building these worlds that get these photo opportunities in and want you hanging around to, to do that. And yeah, that I think that's one of the photo. If you don't get that photo, have you really been to Universal Orlando? Yeah, no, there, and there are a lot of good photo opportunities in Diagon Alley and, and just outside in that London area as, as well. So yeah, I think Escape from Gringotts has got to be on everybody's must-do list and, and visiting Diagon Alley. Definitely, definitely. Even if you've never seen the films or anything like that, you'll just appreciate just being in a big world. Yeah, but who a- hasn't seen the films? Go and see the films. <laughs> Read the books. Eight people in the world that never seen it. I know, I'm always <laughs> like a bit me. suspicious of people who ha- haven't watched Harry Potter or haven't seen Star Wars. They're the, you know, my two tests of people. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone who hasn't watched either. I think I do know people that, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. So moving on, what's your next choice? Right. Well, you're not going to be surprised at this because I do talk about this quite a lot. So one of my very favourite... The American event with Epcot. Studios. It's not that. Wrong part. Oh, okay. It's, Wrong and part. it's not even okay. so similar, but it's a show. <laughs> and that is the horror makeup show. Yes. I yes, absolutely yes. love this. So, yeah, it's a horror makeup show and it is a show about prosthetics and makeup in horror films throughout the ages. Which sounds dire, doesn't it? But it, this it, this is a comedy show. Have you have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I'd only seen it. I think twice. I've, I don't know why, but I've kind of always just never been in it. I, I'm quite sort of squeamish. Don't really like horror, so I kind of always have this thing of oh, it's going to be gruesome or it's going to be kind of. It's not I mean, though, it, is it really? It's not, it's not. But I kind of always. It's like I don't like the Halloween mazes. We've done Halloween horror nights oh, before, no. and I've I've stayed out. I, I haven't done any of the mazes. I've gone the actual rides, but yeah, I don't go for the mazes. <laughs> yeah. No, this is not like that. I mean, there are a few like bits of fake blood and some short clips from horror films, but it is very much a, a comedy show. So in the entrance area, there are lots of props from horror movies that you can can look at and it, it does feel like the entrance to an old cinema. There is very good in this show. You can use your express pass here as well and they'll let you in first. It does sometimes get to capacity this show if the park's busy. But if you do have your express pass, you can go in a special line and you normally end up on the front row. You may not want to be on the front row because they <laughs> do like a bit of audience participation. 
yeah, quite a few times I've been with people. I haven't ever been sort of pulled up onto the stage or anything, but last time I went, somebody I was with did, and I'm not sure they really appreciated it. But um, So, yeah, you can get picked on for audience participation. But, yeah, just a very funny show. Again, you know, things don't all go to plan, something goes slightly wrong, but all just very lighthearted and comedy. But a bit of interesting facts as well about the history of horror films and the makeup that was used too so yeah it's a, a little bit informative too yeah you do actually learn i mean the original idea of this and and what was then mgm studios was you were meant to be work, visiting the real work in film and tv studio so you were then learning about how they did, did these kind of stuff so you know to do the horror makeup show you're actually learning about what they actually do in Hollywood and how they actually sort of achieve these kind of effects. Mm. I mean, Universal still have sound stages, so they do film, I think they film wrestling down there, uh, and the sound stage is behind Rip Rocket, uh, and they do have a couple of other things, but it's not quite as uh, about being behind the scenes of films and, as it used to be, but this is kind of something that kind of sort of harps back to the original idea of the park, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, and if nothing else, it's a nice sit down in air conditioning. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's always a great thing to do. I think it's a nice place to go and sit down, a bit of air conditioning. You can kind of put your feet up for a little bit, enjoy a really great show, really well done. I think the people that are in it, the team members that are in this show, really enjoy being in this show. And I think that kind of comes across, doesn't it? It really does. And it is a slightly different show every time. So although they've got um, the script and the kinds of things that they, they normally follow, because they have audience participation, it does depend on who's in the audience and how they play off them and how they react. I have been known to go and see it more than once in one day because I the time I did go and see it more than once in one day, they switched the characters around. So the actors, comedians might be playing yeah one character in one show and then a different one in another. So that gives you a bit of a a different experience too but i would highly recommend it it's, it's not that long a show and yeah i think you definitely would come out laughing really great show yeah and it's nice because a lot of the time when you go on rides and things out they're not designed to make you laugh are they nothing's really kind of designed to make you laugh maybe minions but yeah you do come out of it and you do have a good laugh i think that's yeah, good fun so what was your next one then so i'm a little bit around the corner and also, I'm going for an older attraction as well. So I'm up to, if you leave there and then go off to the right a little bit, and mine's the E.T. Adventure. I have this too. Oh, I thought you might have this one. I thought you might have this one. <laughs> I think a lot of the time when, you, when younger people go and they go, what's E.T.? They haven't sort of seen the film. And my joke is, in France, it's called And. It's <laughs> my little French joke there. Um, yes. anyway, it's, it's not. <laughs> And what's really cool about this one is, as you go in, you, you have to give your name, and you're wondering why you got to give your name. They give you a passport to go onto it. You get your intergalactic passport, but and then it gets scanned when you go onto the attraction. And you're thinking, first time thinking, why have I done that? What's that got to do? But there is a really nice surprise at the end. Now, have you ever given a fake name before? Always. You oh, can't yeah. give a fake name. Can you? That's just not part of the ride. We, That's half the fun of it is giving a fake name. We've done Ken and Deirdre before. And other kind of like famous kind of couples, um, just to kind of like hear <laughs> E.T. at the end, <laughs> just babble off these these names. And we're laughing our heads off. The Americans are also on, on it as well at the same time. We're like, why are they laughing? Why are they laughing at their own names? <laughs> there are really some fun. names that are not on the list, though. We have come up with names yeah. where they're like, no, we don't have that name. So it does seem to be from a very long pre-selected list. So if you come up with something too obscure, then uh, they may not have it. 
something a bit modern might not be on there. So yeah, yeah you need to have a slightly older, more traditional name, probably. Yeah. I kind of guess. Been I mean, although this is on both our lists, I mean, it is a bit of a dated attraction now, isn't it? I mean, I think this is probably one of the original rides, and I, the, one of the reasons it's on my list is. I just remember it from the first times that I went to yeah, Universal. Yeah. And at that point, you would expect very, very long lines for the, this ride. I mean, on busy days, you still do, but it isn't as much of a must-do ride as it as it once was. No, I mean, it's nice when you go inside and you've got the forest as you're queuing up. It's kind of quite nice. Well, you do kind of feel like you're in the film. And then it's a really cool ride vehicle. You're on a bike that flies. And, yeah, you know, not many places you can do that. I mean, it's a bit more of a one-up from, say, Peter Pan's flight where you're in a boat. It's a bit bigger, and you're on a bike that flies. It's kind of really cool. I'm not great with heights, but it's, it's high enough off the floor that I'm not that I'm not going to get vertigo or anything sort of silly like that. I mean, the basic story is you've got to help Et get back to his home planet, uh, and so you're going to fly. And then I like the bit where you go down and you bounce off the the police car quite cool it's kind of a bit interactive and you've got the police car comes out and then you off you fly and then you end up on et's home world because he's um, and steven spielberg explains this in the pre-show video is et's home world is dying and they need his magic touch to bring it back to life uh, and you kind of see that it's kind of not quite great and then Obviously, E.T. then brings it all back to life. So it's such an amazing, it's such a cute story as well. It's kind of like not designed to scare you or anything. It's kind of just cute and really kind of sweet and it quite quite innocent, isn't it? It is. I mean, the, you you walk through initially the queue area in the forest and it's, yeah, it's just really, really nice. It is a bit dark, but yeah, not scary. And then you're off on your bike. Um, escaping from all those um, the police cars and you know, the secret service who are chasing after you before then your bike takes off into the air and you're flying off with E.T. in the basket in, in the front. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, just a really lovely ride. Yeah, and then at the end you can go and have a little photo opportunity, can't you? Go and have your photos. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of quite I've nice. Done that. Yeah, <laughs> we've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, that's another one everybody's done. But, uh, yeah. no, I mean, I think it... Ah, yeah, as you say, perhaps younger kids won't have watched ET. Don't think it really matters, particularly whether you've seen the film or not. But it's yeah, nice, sweet ride. Yeah, nice kind of sweet ride. It's kind of quite similar to a lot of the dark rides over at Disney, but probably a bit bigger. It's kind of it is bigger than sort of Peter Pan's flight or uh, the Pinocchio rides and, and things. Like that. So it's a really well done uh, ride. Not sure how much longer it's going to be around. In all honesty, no. I think they, if Epic Universe wasn't being built, then maybe that space might be prime land to be converted into something else. Should we move on to our, uh, onto our yes, final one? So, so that's me done. So what's your last one? So my final one is over on the other side in the New York area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and originally this was Confrontation, which I never yes. got to go on, which looked absolutely amazing. I did go on that. Oh, did you? Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. It looked so amazing. Did you smell the banana breath? Absolutely. Yeah, very strong smell of bananas on that I'm, I'm really jealous because that's one of the ones that I just wish I'd been on to. It looks so epic. But unfortunately, it's no longer with us and it was replaced uh, with Revenge of the Mummy. The Mummy films area is kind of quite well done as well. It's quite funny as well. You've got Brendan Fraser. You know, you're on the, you're meant to be, it's a bit weird because at one point you're on a tour of the set and then suddenly you're there and then you're getting on. And then there's also a bit where, someone who's gone to go and get his cup of coffee this will come up again later who's working on the film has then been captured by the mummy so the curse is real the curse is real have you been on this one amanda i have not been on this one (laughs) 
Okay. It uses magnetic technology to move it around. So instead of kind of just being a drag and drop roller coaster where you kind of go up a hill and then go back down, that's what creates the force and the movement. This one, actually, they can start and stop it from any point with, with sort of magnets that are built into the track. So, again, it kind of goes round and it can speed up and it can slow down. And you go in. And once you go around that corner, again, I'm not going to sort of spoil it for you, but all this stuff just comes out of you. I know what that stuff is. Fire as well. <laughs> no, it's, it's fire that comes up. You've got these guards that pop up. Then you've got the mummy itself. You know, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually really in the, in the mummy film. It's not just a roller coaster that's kind of got a little bit of a loose theme attached to it. You've got that, and then there's this other bits. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's uh, other kind of bits that you don't expect on roller coasters. And then you get launched up. Uh, and then you go through the roller coaster and then you get to a bit where again, I don't want to spoil it, but you think you finished, but you haven't. And then have your kids told you about this bit about the scene? Yes. yes. Uh, again, I mean, I used to work at a theme park. I know how much it costs to run these theme parks. The fact that they're setting fire to the ceiling every time a train goes around, it must be absolutely incredibly expensive to run this ride. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> The roof then catches on fire because the mummy is enraged and just trying to get mm-hmm. hold of you. And then you get sped out again. And then luckily you then make it back and Brendan Fraser is there. And he would have been a lot happy if he had just got his cup of coffee is what he says. <laughs> He's just really annoyed because he'd sent off the assistant to go and get his cup of coffee. But the assistant, he doesn't know. The assistant has then been attacked by the mummy. And so he's still waiting for his cup of coffee. So really great ride i've been on it so many times in the queue there's bits where you can press a button and it makes the people behind you it scares them so that's really fun to do as well you really do kind of feel like you're inside this sort of temple this, that you're in sort of like a tutankhamun sort of pyramid with all the construction going on really well done great roller coaster there's not huge dips or anything uh, it does go a little bit fast but it's not too fast so i think the scariest Part of it is probably all the props and the sets as opposed to the actual roller coaster. If it was just the roller coaster itself, uh, it's quite a tame roller coaster. But with an added in with all the extra bits, it just makes an amazing experience. I've been on the one in Hollywood and they are different. The one in Hollywood's a bit shorter, but it's also kind of got different things on it as well. But I really love going on both of those. That's is such a great thing. It's my sister's favorite attraction at Universal and we just go on it so many times. It's not usually a particularly long queue for it because it is a bit older. So we just usually keep looping back. And it does have a single rider as well, which is also a great thing. So, you know, you can sort of go on a uh, single rider and you single rider is usually pretty quick as well. And of course, Universal Express Pass. If you're staying yeah, on site, use your Express you Pass and just keep going round and round and round. Again, you need to take everything out of your pockets and your bags, that kind of stuff, and put them into the lockers uh, and you get free lockers for your duration of your attraction as well. And you've got another one of those photo opportunities that everybody's got outside that ride. You've got the um, Egyptians on the, the stilts, the characters out there yeah. usually that yeah. will come and have their photo taken with you. Yeah, yeah, really kind of cool as well. So it kind of just adds to that kind of atmosphere as well of just being in New York, you're kind of at the kind of all the theme kind of mixes in a, a, and gets a bit sort of mixed up after a while with the uh, you're in New York at a rap party, for, but you're also at a museum and suddenly you're there on set and suddenly you're in Egypt. And so it does kind of get a bit mixed up, but just go with it. Really good attraction. Give it a go. I think, I think actually, Amanda, you might be able to do this one. Yeah, no, I'm sure I would. I don't know. Again, I don't really know why I haven't done this, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I could be persuaded. As I did the Kong ride that was there before, which was absolutely fine. But yeah, I need to push myself a bit to some of these other rides. 
Yeah. Always in the horror makeup show. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very true. Yeah, yeah. I have to drag you out of that. <laughs> so we've missed. There's quite a lot there that we've missed. I think of uh, you know other things that nearly made it onto to my list, and I thought might make it onto yours. So what did what did you guess for me then? What did you think? We'll see so if you got it right. I I thought E.T. Adventure. I thought that was going yeah. to be on your list. I thought Despicable Me. I did yeah. think Shrek 4D might have crept onto yeah. it as well. But it is ageing a little bit. So it is, It's a I, fun show. I think it's fun, funny yeah. that. And I, I got stuck on it once where, okay, in the ride, your seat moves as if you're going to the yeah, and then it just yeah. kept moving. Like the story <laughs> carried on and it just kept moving for a very long time. So that rather put me off. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is a really fun thing. And you can go, going to meet Donkey at the end or even, you know, yeah, that's ride, funny. that is yeah. definitely worth that's doing. That's funny, yeah. My sister's name is Jenny and Jenny in Spanish is Donkey. So as a joke, we always used to call her Donkey. So every time Aww. we go to Universal, we have to go and see Donkey and say, she's also called Donkey as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is. A, it's a good show. The pre-show is really good. But yeah, no, I, I do like that one. There's a lot of posters up which are based on Disney attractions and in like the Lord Farquhar kind of esque kind of uh, like horror versions <laughs> of them instead. But yeah, it's kind of quite funny to go through and, and see all those kind of things. Again, not sure how much longer that's going to be around because it's a 4D show and they tend to not have a particularly long shelf life. Um, it's been so, there a long time though now that right doesn't it it has so. I'm, su- I'm surprised it hasn't been swapped out for something else but we'll see if it's going to get swapped out for a different attraction in the in mm-hmm. the future it's quite a big space i know they've opened up the secret life of pets a proper dark ride in hollywood and that looks amazing so that maybe would be cool that might come into it because epic universe is still quite a few years away it's being completed so they're going to need something to, to sort of uh, keep attracting people. I mean, they've got a lot of things that are opening and they do, they are opening things that are fast rate at Universal. But I think the main part, the, the Universal Florida Park needs something, doesn't it? It need, needs maybe uh, an extra kind of thing. So maybe that will come in in the future. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they've had quite a few new things, haven't they? They do keep refreshing, which I think is good. And obviously the Harry Potter stuff in particular has been the big draw in, in the last few years. Yeah. Um, so did you have Men in Black on, on kind of that you thought I would have that on my list? I was having an Arian because I wasn't sure if you'd like the spinning. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd like the, the spinning. So I put down Diagon Alley slash Hogwarts Express yeah. on your list. And then I kind of tentatively put on Men in Black as well. Okay, well, so I, I think I got most of yours right. I had Escape from Gringotts, Rip Ride Rocket, and you definitely have that on your list. Men in Black, I thought you would. Um, I didn't guess E.T. I thought I was far okay. too tame. I knew you'd have Revenge of the Mummy, but instead of E.T., I thought you might like the Simpsons ride. To be honest, I, I prefer the queue to the actual ride. The queue's mm-hmm. really funny. The ride's okay, but it's kind of a bit all over the place. Because Disney now own The Simpsons, and again, I'm not sure how long that's going to hang around for. I think they've got the contract... Remember reading it the other day? I think they got the contract till 2028 or about 2030. So it might be one of those things in a couple of years' time. Because it was uh, Back to the Future originally. Did you go on Back to the Future? I did, yeah, many, many times. So Yeah, yeah, really like that. I, did, I, yeah, I, mean, didn't, yeah, I didn't quite suffer with the motion sickness quite so much then as <laughs> I, I do now. So I, I loved that ride. And again, back in the day, the cues for that were enormous. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few Easter eggs from Back to the Future in the yeah. queue line. And the queue's really fun. I quite like the 
Loki. The crew's really funny. So the crew's actually better than the, well, I think it's funnier than the uh, than the actual attraction. But the whole Simpsons area is very, very well done. You've got the DeLorean still there and the train from Back to the Future. So just as a bit of a, a throwback, you've got your photo opportunities there. But I do think they've done that Simpsons area very well with Moe's Tavern and you can go inside and have a drink in there. I do think as well, it, it is probably the hottest place on the planet. Um, <laughs> that bit is normally where I'm running out of steam. I think maybe I've walked around uh, you know, on a hot day. That's when I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm done now. Have you seen the donuts? The size of the donuts? Yes, there? yes. They are huge. I mean, the, <laughs> that, that's donuts, a family yeah. of four kind of, because you could share that out quite easily. So, yeah, yeah I, the, the donuts. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things you kind of have to do that when you go there, is go and have one of those big, large lad donuts. Yeah, I think we ate in the, um, I think we had Cletus's chicken, actually, when we went. So uh, I had that. Yeah, but there's, I think you can get like crusty burgers and all the kind of foods. Again, the Simpsons has got a lot of kind of food-based things that they can that they can pull out and put into these into these worlds so it's really good from that sort of point of view i was having an hour about putting in i don't mind transformers but it's not as good it's very similar as a ride vehicle to the amazing spider-man in the other park and that's mm-hmm. a much better attraction so it's kind of always i don't don't particularly like the, the transformers films so it's a bit kind of loud and in your face for no actual reason but Again, I've done that one in uh, Hollywood and I've done that one over in Orlando, but it's another kind of screen-based attraction where you're kind of bumping around and moving around uh, a a lot. So, uh, yeah, nice ride, but didn't quite make the, the top five list. I have to say, going through the list, it did, it's been probably a couple of years since I've been to Universal now with the lockdown, not being able to travel. Last time I was in Orlando, I didn't go to Universal. So, yeah, two, two and a half years since I've been. And it did make me think um, I must go back. It's a fun park. I mean, I'm sure we'll come on and do another episode about Islands of Adventure and all the, the things there are to do there. But Universal Studios, the original park, yeah, definitely worth a visit. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a change of pace and change of style to what you're going to get in the in the Disney parks. And for the world sort of creation that they've done for Harry Potter, it's worth just going just for Harry Potter. I think you can kind of go there and you can do enough things. And if you're a fan of, of Harry Potter, you will go there just for that. And then all the other stuff is almost a bonus. Again, when you go... Uh, you need to find the, the rides and the attractions and the shows that are best for your family. And there's lots of little things as well as the good little Blues Brothers show as well. That's really kind of cool. And if you speak to, to us, we can then talk to you and find out more about your family. Do they like roller coasters? Do they like shows? Those kind of things. Are they a fan of Harry Potter? And then we can work out and tell you what the best rides and attractions and shows for your family is going to be. And if you've been to Universal Studios already, what are your top five attractions? And um, we'd love to find out. So come and find us on our Facebook page or Instagram, Fairytale Holidays, and let us know what you love about Universal Studios. So that's all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show and hearing about all the things we like to do at Universal. Please make sure you subscribe or you follow us so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And if you'd like the show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review. If you'd like to find out more about fairytale holidays and how you can book your next holiday with us, then visit our website. That's fairytaleholidays.co.uk and you can find all the links in the show notes. So thanks for listening and have a magical day.